Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports. Entertainment. Little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct to the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, ST and Sports, and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting, you'll want to stay around for that this week. So here we go. Uh, Adam, um, we weren't able to do a podcast after the game today, so I want to quickly um, review with you 1750, not spend a lot of time on it. But, um, you know, the red zone issues weren't as bad in the real red zone. Josh Jacobs actually scored a touchdown in there, but they crossed the 50, the Raiders. And once again, it's Daniel Carlson, Daniel Carlson, Daniel Carlson, 15 points to the Washington football team. Uh, give me a few of your take takeaways and you know, how disappointing was it that was kind of effort in such a critical game? Well, you got to earn that new contract, Ed, as we're, as we're going to get yeah. into it. So, so that works. Uh, that. Yeah, I think the Raiders and some other teams like to refer to, you know, that area kind of where you're not in the red zone, but you're in a scoring zone as maybe the high red zone. Um, right. You know, they, they've had problems there all year. It, it's been, you know, sometimes they've moved the ball well and, and they've had trouble stop, you know, getting a, a, a touchdown inside the 20. Sometimes they haven't moved the ball well at all. Sometimes they move the ball well until third down. It's been different issues all year, but it's been similar problems, right? I think so. It's not like you can pinpoint one thing. I think a lot of people are like, well, if they were just good on third down or if they were just good in the red zone, well, that's not really the case. It's been different but similar problems all year long. And I think that's what we saw last week. It was just, you know, again, third down. I think there were two for eight off the top of my head. Um, it's been a that's been a recurring issue doing anything on third down, but really it's just getting getting started. And you know, I think Josh Jacobs was talking about it. Uh, that a lot of guys are just like you're 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 not fired up at the beginning of the game. You're just kind of waiting for somebody to make a big play to get you fired up, and that just doesn't work. Sometimes you know uh, we're taping this on Thursday night. We're seeing that in the the Pittsburgh Minnesota game. Like Pittsburgh just didn't look ready to play at the beginning, and Minnesota ran right over them. And it, you know it's almost too late to to get fired up and to get into the game. And I think you're seeing that from the Raiders too often. Slow starts, bad third downs, all these different issues. Um, they show up at different times, but it's always something. Did you take Josh Jacobs' post game comments as ripping uh, Greg Olson as ripping teammates? Or he also said it was on him as well. He took some blame as well. What? So bring me through what you thought of Josh Jacobs' post game comments. I mean, I think it was just general frustration. There's no question. It was. I don't want to say a shot at Greg Olson, but you know, Josh Jacobs. For those that didn't hear the presser, was asked you know, about the play calling and if it needs to change. And he just said, you know, he kind of paused and he was like, hey, whatever play is called, we need to execute. Like, that's our job. Like, whatever they call, execute it. And and I think there's there's a, there's a some validity to that. Like, yes, you want coaches that call a good game that put you in the right position to make plays, but, you know, they could, they could make the worst play call ever 
And if you execute it properly, it's still going to work, right? So yeah, right. I think I think that's part of what Josh Jacobs is saying. Uh, but it was clearly he he was clearly frustrated. I think that he made that clear by just saying like, "Hey, listen, I let my teammates know. I I told them in no uh, uncertain terms that this has to change. This has to get better." And he said he did like the response, particularly of the offensive line. I think that's where he was really directing his frustration uh, because he did say, you know, when he was asked, "Did they respond?" Uh, did you like the response of your team? He said, yeah, they blocked better. So even though he didn't single out the offensive line, uh, when he was asked if, if there was a response to his, you know, calling out people, uh, he did say the offensive line blocked better. So that, you know, that kind of slipped out a little bit, but uh, it was clear like there was some frustration there. And I, I think that's that's going to be the case when you have a unit that consistently underperforms. All right. So let's get to uh, this week. Critical game. Well, they're all critical now. They're six and six and they've got about, according to 538, a 9% chance to make the playoffs. So, uh, it doesn't look great, but again, it also supposedly wasn't going to look great against the Cowboys in Dallas on Thanksgiving. And look what happened there: thirty-six, thirty-three. They get the win. Um, nine and a half, probably ten around town. You know that uh, probably better night because you're out at the books. So I thought that was the number I heard last year. They went in and beat Kansas City, took the victory lap. Aggressive against Mahomes, had him throw a crazy. Uh, pick aggressive throwing the ball downfield no Darren Waller I don't know how much he's gonna be able to do that this week speaking of Derek Carr but again it, it, you know is this gonna be a Dallas situation where we're shocked what happens or did you see enough last week to where you're gonna be really shocked if they can go in and compete I mean I would be pretty shocked but nothing should be shocking to anybody in this football season it's it's all over the place it's, it's crazy the amount of parody that you see um, I don't want to get carried away and say it could be like Dallas because nobody saw Dallas coming nobody saw the Raiders going into Dallas and winning that game. But let's not diminish the fact that Dallas was without their two best playmakers in that game. Like it's not like yes. they, they went and played a uh, a Dallas team at the top of their at the top of their game and went and beat them. There was some some mitigating circumstances. Now the, the Raiders played well. They went in there and I, I you know I don't I don't want to diminish the way that they played, but it's not like it was a full strength Dallas team that they were going against. Um in this case it's it's a Chiefs team that has not been performing well you know, offensively necessarily. They're not, you know, putting a bunch of points on the board, but they have been moving the ball. They have been efficient with the offense and they have been winning because the defense has been playing at a high level and the offense is doing more than enough to win every week. So this is a team that's kind of peaking. They're right up there with potentially being the best team in the AFC. I think uh, the Raiders will see a couple of them because I think the the Chiefs are right there. Uh, the Patriots have finally rounded their way into being, you know, one of the better teams in the AFC. Uh, but then the Colts, uh, the Colts team that uh, the Raiders will see later on, I think might be playing the best in the AFC right now. So right, exactly. You know, they, they've got some challenges ahead for sure. They're going to see some of the best teams, but you know the, the opportunity is still there. If you listen, of all the things we we have to see happen, and the Raiders' chances, you know, if you look at the probabilities, are very low. Uh, but like all you can do is win your games, and if you go out and win your games, it's not likely. But if you win your games, there's nothing anybody can do. You're going to go to the playoffs no matter what if you win out. So, you know, destiny is in your hands. You can you can go and and go forward. I think a lot of people would be stunned if that were to happen. But the Raiders control their own destiny. They can win out and they can go to the playoffs. And there's, there's nothing that anybody can do to take it away. It's just going to be a very difficult task. And that starts with a really tough game against the Chiefs this week. Yeah, and it's it's not good timing for the Raiders, is it not, that the Chiefs have suddenly found their defense. Last two or three weeks, they might be the best defense in the NFL, which is amazing considering how bad they were in the beginning of the year. Yeah, it, but it, it shouldn't be necessarily all that surprising. First of all, they did bring in you know a guy in Melvin Ingram that was kind of transformative to what they needed. He was a guy that they needed to come in. He, his skill set fit exactly what 
uh, the Chiefs were kind of missing, enabled some players to settle back into their normal roles. Uh, but this is this is two years ago, Chiefs, right? I mean, this is what people saw on that first Super Bowl run when the Chiefs had one of the worst defenses we've seen. Uh, by that, by the time the playoffs came around, they were performing at a very high level. They were one of the best defenses in the postseason. Uh, that's kind of what they are. They 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 have a defense and uh, defensive coordinator in Spagnolo that just kind of figures it out. Um, you know, and and in the in the beginning of the season, it looked like they were going to be historically bad. I think through six games, they were on pace to be the worst defense in NFL history. And all of a sudden, they're playing at an unbelievable level. And I think that was that was I don't want to say by design. It's not like they designed to be bad, but I think they come in and they right, say, right. okay. We'll see what we need. We'll see where we need to make adjustments. We'll we'll let teams do what they're going to do the first six or seven weeks, and then we'll we'll adjust to it. And that's what we've seen out of them. I want to get your thoughts. Um, two guys extended this week, and uh, good for Daniel Carson and AJ Cole that they get extension in their contracts. They're both kind of having Pro Bowl years. But one thing kind of stood out to me that I want to get your thoughts of. We don't know where Mark Davis is going to go with a coach. We don't know where Mark Davis is going to go with a GM. When you saw this. Did that give you any kind of sense that Mike Mayock has been told he's staying around? I know it's a kicker. I know it's a punter. But did it give you any kind of sense that if he's making these deals or extending people, that either Mark Davis signed out and said, okay, it's just a kicker and the punter. We like him a lot, but we're not extending the quarterback yet. Or is this Mike Mayock kind of showing up that he's going to be the guy here and maybe be one deciding who the coach is? I'm not going to read too much into it. I think, you know, I, I know a lot of people are speculating about that sort of thing online. I think what for one thing, it's really just an easy decision to make, right? You've got two guys that are playing at a very high level. They really like each other. They form um, a you know a room in that building. The special teams room um, is one where you have really good harmony, really good you know cohesiveness between them, and you include Trent Seek in there as well. Obviously, Rich Bisacci as the head coach um, spends a lot of time with them. Uh, I think it's an easy pitch if you're both Bisacci and Mayock to just go to uh, Mark Davis and say, "Hey, look." These guys have played at this, you know, really, really high level. Um, Daniel Carson was going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, AJ Cole is going to be a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Uh, let's just make this really easy decision. Extend both of these guys. It kind of shows a little bit of, hey, there's somebody in charge here. Like somebody can make decisions. Somebody okay. can extend somebody uh, without actually making any kind of commitments to how the team's going to be rebuilt. Right? It's not. It's not signing Derek Carr to an extension. It's not signing you know, one of the key defensive pieces to an extension. It's, hey, at least we know the kicker and punter are reliable uh, and they work well together. Let's keep them around. And it also, you know, like like you were indicating, it's kind of a message that says, hey, like we can do, we can make moves here. It's not like we're a lame duck administration. We can do things, but you really are not doing it. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick 
pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. What'd you think of Dabo Sweeney on the sideline? <laughs> you make any? Do you make anything of it? I mean, he's down there, the Clemson coach, two national titles. I know he's got about a hundred guys on this Raiders roster, so he's in town watching those guys. He's also in town supposedly for a Hall of Fame convention to go to the dinner there with all the other coaches. But this team's going to need a new coach. I think you and I both had lists in our minds that at least put Dabo on it. Didn't mean he'd ever get the job or maybe even get an interview, but we both had him on there. Uh, what do you think of Dabo Sweeney? Like, w- would you would you talk to Dabo Sweeney? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to just spoil that one. No, I would not. Um, but I do think Mark Davis will. Um, but did you like the subtlety of me just posting a photo and saying, hey, Mark yeah. Davis and Devin Swinney on the sideline, just take it in the sights. I got to give you credit. You rushed down there. I got to give you all kinds of credit that you rushed down there and got the video up there as quickly as you did. But uh, they looked a little chummy. I, I didn't like the, Well, first of all, Dabble was not behind the, the the rope there early on. He was out there talking to Hunter Redpro. He's kind of right near the sideline. Then for whatever reason, I don't know if someone told him to get back or not, he went behind the rope over where Davis then walked. And like when you were down in the field getting shots of them, chatted. But uh, okay, let me ask you this. First time they've ever met? Probably, right? When would Davis have ever met uh, Dabo Sweeney? No, they've met. Okay. All right. I, I don't know where you'd have met him. I think they've had to have met because there's so many players from Clemson through drafts and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, look, look, how many, look how many Clemson players are on the roster. They, they had to have come right. you know, across paths at some point, and I think that, that makes sense. I thought that would be Gruden or Mayock. I thought that – I thought that'd be Gruden Mayock. I mean, yeah, I thought, you know, drafts I thought would be more Gruden Mayock. Yeah, Maybe they I mean, Um, All right, then let me ask you this real quick before we get to some – I mean, I don't know if they've met. I really don't. I mean, I, I look, he's shocked. I got to be honest. If someone pointed him out and told Davis who it was, like that won't even shock me. Like I said, hey, that's the Clemson coach. You should go say hi. You got a lot of players on your team. Like if someone told me that, like I, I wouldn't even blink. I'm serious. I wouldn't even blink. And I'm not so sure, to be honest with you, I, I – well, I was going to say, I'm not so sure I would even blame Davis for that. You'd think with all Dabo's done at Clemson, at some point he would have seen him or heard of him. But I'm not going to be surprised. Now, like it might be you said, they met and they knew each other and they were just catching up. But I'm going to I'm gonna kind of side to the former. I don't even know if they've ever met before. Well, I, I was there when they, you know, renewed pleasantries. Did it look on like the they met before? It looked like they probably knew each other. Um, but I, I feel like – so here's the thing I was going to say about Dabo. I – I don't think he works in the NFL. I just don't. I don't think he's an NFL coach. I don't think it would happen uh, in the NFL for him. So I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense for the Raiders to talk to him. But that being said, if there was an NFL team where it made sense, this is probably the one. They have so many Clemson guys already. The Clemson guys not only are on the roster, because everybody has Clemson guys on the roster, but the Clemson guys here have a lot of say, have a lot of authority, they could be welcoming. They could tell everybody else, hey, this is the guy. We'll listen to him. But right, right. Dabo's style and methods don't really work in the NFL, I don't think. So I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. But if he was going to do it, I think it would be a place where there's already a Clemson connection to work. And let's not forget, there was a brief flirtation with a certain quarterback last offseason. Could Dabo and Deshaun be a package deal? Oh, Deshaun, with all the legal troubles coming at him, I don't know. 
It's a hell. That's a great theory, man. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I mean, obviously I knew Deshaun played at Clemson, uh, for him, but I did not even think of like a, uh, reunion with Dabo and Deshaun here. I think there's a much better chance to get D- Dabo. I think Deshaun might have some, uh, extra, extracurricular meetings he has to be to with the uh, law enforcement coming up. Well, I don't, I don't think so. I think Deshaun's going to be fine to play next year. Um, and really, and I, and I, I also believe. feel like, if you're, it would make some sense. Listen again. I'll preface this: I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's coming to the Raiders. But if you were going to be an NFL team that was going to welcome in Deshaun Watson, I think it would make sense to have a coach who understands him and gets him and his work with him, and doesn't have to learn about him, doesn't have to go into his background. He already knows all of his background. He knows who he is. Like it would make some sense if you're going to lay a foundation with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, that Dabo would be the guy to kind of bring him in. But again, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think he'd work in the NFL. I'm just saying that it it would make some sense if you're going to get to Sean Watson to get Dabo. All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think I don't think Dabo's getting the job either. But if you tell me a month or two from now, whenever they start really seriously interviewing guys, all those Clemson guys get him an interview and say, hey, you need to call him. That's not going to surprise me either. Um, they're going to have to tell Davis that was the guy you were standing next to. And then he might remember. Um, all right. Let's get to the uh, the fun part here. Because you are a different sort of person in many, many ways. I am looking out right now from my office at the house at just the most beautiful Christmas decorations you can imagine. We've got strobe lights on the house. We've got nice, beautiful crystal balls hanging from our trees. Lights everywhere. The the wife did just an incredible job. The tree is up. It's all trimmed. Got the nice uh, lights that go on and off. I mean, our house is set, man. Bring me through, because I can only guess, your idea of the perfect holiday uh, decorations. The perfect holiday decorations? Yeah, like, do you decorate your house? Do you do what I've done and and Bonnie's done mostly at this house? This conversation's already over. I've already <laughs> described it. It's nothing. There's nothing. You do nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. You have not one bulb, not one light, not one wreath at your house. Uh, there might be something somewhere. I think uh, last year, I think I got like a... Uh, just because I was having some people over, I got like one of those three foot trees that sit on the on the dining room table. Oh my god! That was like pre decorated. Like yeah, the pre decorated. Yeah, like from pre-decorated. No, it was it was pre decorated. Yeah. You just buy it and just put it on the table. Right. Um. It was it was very lovely. It was just very small. It wasn't like a Charlie Brown like falling apart. It was it was nice. Um. But obviously nothing on the house. Uh. No. No tree up. No wreath. Nothing like that. No. God no. No one in the neighborhood tries to shame you. Not that you could ever be shamed. But are you driving down the street where all the lights are out and they're like, and then here, here you come and your house is as dark as can be, pitch dark, and you drive in. No one says anything. No one gives you the dirty looks. You're not shamed and at least putting up a string of lights. Yeah, I see the lights in the neighborhood. No, I, I see the but lights in the neighborhood. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know why. No, in fact, you, it's, you it's, I'll, be- I'll, I'll, I'll be a non-screwed for It'll be like, oh, it's nice. All right, but you understand it's a celebration. It, no, no, not really. The whole the whole thing makes no sense. I mean, we've talked about my stance on presents. Okay, see, that's where I was going next. I was going to presents next because the people here probably don't believe that you exist in this way uh, that listen to us. Give us again. Now, we've already got, let's see, I'm looking at, there's a good 15 to 20 presents already under the tree. I mean, we are we are popping those babies out. We got them, we got them wrapped already. The kids are, you know, the kids, well, they're young adults now, but they get very excited. But usually they just look for the envelope on the tree because they know where that, where it was in that. Sure. Um, sure. But 
what is your stance on presents? Like you, you have loved ones, you have a family, you have people you could actually exchange gifts with. Sure. But as, as I've said, you know, I, don't, I don't mind getting a present like for my mom or, you know, people around me. Um, what do you mean you don't I, mind? Do you do it? I try. Well, I try to do it very, very like last minute, even after Christmas, because I, I despise receiving presents. <laughs> so I don't. I don't want to like buy somebody a present, then they find out that I bought them a present, then they try to be, buy me something. Um, you know, uh, we've we've discussed, I think, here on this podcast that I the the biggest thing I hate about getting a gift is because then you're expected to get something for that person. Yeah, you feel that you have to give it back, right? And I just I feel like you're like if you give somebody a gift, you're handing them a bill essentially. You're and, and you're handing them a challenge of, okay, here's your gift. Now, what are you getting me? Like that's what you're doing when you give somebody a present. And and I hear people say, oh, it's not true. It's not what I'm doing. It is. Do you uh, like going over to friends when they invite you for Christmas? Do you go over for dinner? I mean, or do you just sit in the house all day? Is it any kind? Is it any day of any kind of joyous celebration in your life? No, no. I try to ignore it. I mean, ideal, the ideal ignore Christmas it. scenario would be to sleep yes. all day. Um, okay. Maybe like if, there's, <laughs> if there's games on, you do something like that. You know, I, it's nobody in my family celebrates Christmas at all. I mean, we are not very, even your mom. No, really? I mean, there's reasons there, you know, there's reasons that we don't celebrate holidays. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, it, it, and so, yeah, you just try to try to get through it as best you can without, you know, acknowledging that it's an actual holiday. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, there it's, it's just one of those things. Like I did, it's, you know, it's what, what day is it this year? It's a, it's a Saturday. So it's a Saturday to me. I think there's going to be NFL. The Raiders, games on. That'll be good. Saturday and the Raiders play on Sunday. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be, you know, watching film, getting ready for the game on Sunday. Uh, it'll be a normal Saturday for me, I think. I'll, I'll just go through the go through the motions of a normal Saturday. It'd be nice if there was some college football on. I guess there's a ball game maybe, so that'll be good. Well, I've tried to convince you for years. I'm never going to do it. You're going to be this guy forever, which is fine. I get it. I just I, – I, I, I wish maybe you'd throw a wreath on the house. Maybe give us something. Give us some kind of, you know, some kind of hint that there's some kind of joy within no. you. God, but no. I, I just don't not, know if there is. There's actually no joy. So, I mean, we might have a story next week, and I don't know yet. There's a chance on Monday I'm going to one of these, uh, you know, here in Las Vegas, for those that are here. Um, the Las Vegas ballpark is really uh, christmas up this yes. year. Yeah, the may, lights, yeah. Yeah, I may be going on Monday. Uh, there, uh, there has to be a woman involved here. Why would you go to that? You don't even like lights. Of course. But I'm, <laughs> I mean, there's, just, there's no way you'd go to this thing with a guy or by yourself. You, you, you hate lights. You hate everything about this, this holiday. Yeah, it's, it's obviously not my choice. And I'm still trying my best to get out of it. <laughs> but, but I may go on Monday. So I might have, so I might have a story next, right. next week about how it went, how the lights were. I mean, I, I, you know, people like these sort of things, I guess. All right, well, I'm sure the family and I will get there at some point, but we're not going on Monday because I don't want to see you grit your teeth through just uh, for some date. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Just subscribe to Vegas Nation on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day, where we preview the Raiders and Chiefs. Find out all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, 
Steven Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.